Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, Fear fans? Tensions are rising at Brokejaw, and there are possible fractures in leadership. Join us for Season 3, Episode 6, Red Dirt, Fear the Walking Dead, coming up. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Yes, the theme song for Fear. We can never escape it because we love it so much. (laughs) Happy Fourth of July weekend, everybody. Um, We are here to cover Fear the Walking Dead episode six, Red Dirt. So excited. Um, I am your host, Timothy Michael. Um, You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Timothy Mike. And I am joined by amazing, awesomeness co-host. Get and introduce yourself. Hi, guys. I'm Natalie Dyer. And you can find me at at Natalie Dyer on all social media platforms. That's (laughs) N-A-T-A-L-E-E-D-Y-E-R. Awesome. What did you think of the episode? Um, I loved it because we're back at the ranch. Yes. The entire episode. Right. Back at the ranch. Yes. And I wanted to talk about that. That's going to be our opening topic because... There were a lot of nuggets of history and information that we got from this episode about Brokejaw. What were your initial thoughts on the new information that we were given in terms of just the founding of it? Oh, uh, that the four founders sat around a table and were like, we're going to make a post-apocalyptic shelter for people. You mean that? Yeah, but (laughs) not only like, yeah, we're going to like make a uh, start a movement he said start, start, a, a movement. start a movement but we're gonna essentially steal it if oh. we have to well I mean we kind of knew they stole it right mm, I feel like it was more solidified this episode well yeah it was more solidified but uh, it, it was pretty safe to assume I would say that last episode when um, Walker was like you get off our land I just I didn't I was a little confused because I was like did it really turn violent? Because remember, they took over Brokejaw when it wasn't with the apocalypse. They had just taken it over. I I assumed that it was like a deal like, hey, we will buy this land. But I felt from this episode that it was a lot darker in the way that they attained it. It probably was. And I think that, it, as as Jeremiah said, it, it went through multiple hands. It was purchased and then stolen and mm-hmm. then purchased, etc. So... The blood that was spilled could potentially have been the past, um, Mm -hmm. or there could have been ways in which they see it as spilt blood, um, even if it wasn't like an outright gang war. Well, that was going to be my next question, because do you think that they are referring to, you know, blood spilt as in the older Indians who had this land and then the, the white men came and took over... And, you know, kill the Indians in order to get the land. And then that, that, because this is, this was technically, you know, the Indians' lands. And then it was purchased and bought and, like you said, stolen. You're saying Native Americans. Native Americans, I apologize. I think. Um, Are they in America right now? I can't even tell. Um, (laughs) Yeah, 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 they are. They got back into America. Okay. Um, Yeah, I, I I mean, I think that it's a little bit of both. Because Mm. I think, obviously, there's definitely blood spilt. Uh, in major, major history, mm-hmm. like past, past. 
Um, but I think that also now they are probably considering it again it's it's you're taking more land and maybe there was potentially a situation where they could have bought that land back Mm -hmm. and yet these guys came in and they could have been having uh shady dark underhanded business deals and back doors right um so or closed closed doors that screwed the native americans out of their their land their land so uh, once again right so that could also be considered you know that would that would definitely form a vendetta although you it does seem like there is much worse history that there's probably a lot of blood spilled by the founding fathers Mm -hmm. of people to get what they wanted um mainly because even uh jeremiah said that i cannot think of his name but the guy who died russell last episode we're yeah not Vernon, but the one who had its head like... Oh, Phil. Phil. McCarthy. Yeah. McCarthy uh, was not a good man. Right. So... So you're thinking maybe Phil spilt some kind of blood. Yes. And that ignited the fuse, essentially. Yeah. There's a lot going there's on a, I know there's a lot. Okay, so <laughs> just taking a step back really quick. Can we talk about that scene when Madison and the rest of the militia were, were coming back and had no shoes on? I don't exactly know how far they were saying that they walked. Um, I know they brought it up last episode. I can't remember the exact um, time. But they were walking for quite a ways. And their feet were their severely feet were, messed up. Uh, I mean, I think it was it was, what, like a day's drive to find where they were going okay. and that is that's probably like a couple of days walk, walk because back, even yeah. both the, both both the Clark kids were saying uh, they should be they back, should be by, back now. by now yeah there's something wrong yeah well when they do come back Mike one of the militia um, members starts freaking out spills the beans he like spills the beans and I was a little here's the thing with this episode I was kind of impressed with Troy Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, toward the end, obviously that shifted. But in the beginning of the episode, I was actually really impressed with Troy and how he was handling, you know, that entire situation. Because Mike comes back and he's like, like you said, spilling all the beans, and he's like freaking out. And, and Troy is like, pull your stuff together, it down, Mike. Yeah. What did we think of that interaction? And the do lock we lock it down? Yeah. And do we think that? I mean, that that's appropriate. He wasn't freaking out. He was he was just trying to regain control of the situation. Yeah. Um, before it got more out of hand. Mm-hmm. So I honestly, I think he did a really good job handling that. I, yes, I, I still think he's a sociopath or a psychopath or whatever the clinical diagnosis is. So you weren't warming up to him in that moment? No, I was weirdly proud of him. That's what I mean. Yeah, I was weirdly proud of him in, in that moment and then later on mm. um, when he's talking to the militia, which yeah. I'm sure we'll get to at some point. But yeah, I, I almost felt like Madison because uh, you could tell she was proud yeah. in both of those moments. She sees those things, and that's kind of a little bit of a worrisome thing because you don't want her to fall into his manipulative trap. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, oh, little baby's growing up. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Well, okay. Then it kind of goes into them having this meeting with, with Madison, Jeremiah, Jake, and Troy. And there's mm-hmm. obviously differences of opinions. Um, who did you side with in that immediate meeting because there was Jeremiah who was like no we need to stay at all costs and I can't well we need to stay this is my land very stubborn about it Mm -hmm. Jake trying to be the 
more reasonable, hey, maybe we can try to bargain with him or something like that. Madison saying, you guys don't know what it's like out there. You need to stay. And then Troy being like, we need to kill them all. <laughs> who did you really like? How, who did you side with? I, well, okay. So I would have probably gone along more with like a Jake and Madison mix. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, they both... Yes, they need revenge, Mm -hmm. sort of. Actually, not really. They don't really need revenge. So Troy's wrong in that situation. Jeremiah is just... He's sort of obsolete, in a sense, in this argument. Because his is just like, we're not doing anything. It's like, no, you have to do something. Whether it is revenge, or whether it is talking to them, or um, just defending the land. Which I think is what Madison Madison was saying. So you need to stay, so you need to defend the land. If that means, and I think I'm sort of putting words in Madison's mind, but... Although she might still really want Travis's vengeance, but at the same time, I'm thinking if she's looking at the long, like, the overall picture, Mm -hmm. and she's seeing if we need to make a deal with them, that's what we do. But whatever we do, we need to maintain this land in order to survive, because this, in her mind, is like a paradise. Well, I feel like that's the ongoing theme of Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead mm-hmm. in general is that once you find a place that you can settle down and, and can try to build a future in, you have to fight for it because mm-hmm. there are very few places like that out there. And Madison and her family know that. Right. Unfortunately, the people at Broke Chop <laughs> do not. There were Even the soldiers are like, no, we can survive out there. It's like, did, have, you, have, you, have you been out there? Which is funny because they have actually exactly. been out there. It's like, did, were you realizing what you were doing while you were out there? I I don't know. Anyway. But there were a lot of... Just in that meeting alone, we find a lot out about, you know, this guy named Walker, who I I assume is going to be the next villain. Um, Is he? But then I was going to ask, do we really see him as a villain? Because it's just a, a guy who is inherently mad because the land that he has inherited is not his. Yeah. So does that make him like a bad guy? Here's the deal. I think in the pre-apocalyptic world he would be the victim in this post-apocalyptic world Mm -hmm. uh it becomes everybody for themselves and maybe this is like the most ideal place and he might be considered the victor the the villain but it's where do your morals stand like do you see jeremiah Mm -hmm. and these people who are trying to survive as the villains because they're trying to survive? Mm. Or do you see Walker as the villain because he's now trying to take away their safety? Um, Granted, maybe Jake's idea of talking it out uh, could potentially work if they could all work out a way to live on the land together and survive. I just want to just bring that up really quick. And I don't, like I said in the beginning of this, when we're covering fear, we don't want to really compare it to The Walking Dead, but that's the same thing that, there's the same mindset that Rick had with the governor um, and trying to, with, you know, Woodbury. Sure. And that sure. clearly didn't work out. Sylvia B says she doesn't think Walker is a villain. Also, Daniel Rex, we agree there were so many twists in this episode. Yes. So many to keep track of. Yeah. We're, we're trying. Yeah. We're trying. Do we think that it would go the same route as that with, you know, it coming to ahead in that violent situation because in this meeting Jeremiah did say all civilizations all civilizations are born of violence which is sad but true um, especially when it comes to the United States and our history do we necessarily agree with that and if so do we think that you know Walker coming in and using violence to take over this land is justifiable because that's what Jeremiah said um, I'm with Jake on this one he said violence begates violence 
And it's, which is true. The more violent you become, the more violent people are going to be towards you because that's how they see having to deal with it. So while a certain amount of violence is necessary Mm -hmm. uh, for safety, I think that potentially talking it out will work though i feel like we're not we don't know the full story the clarks don't know the full story right um we don't know the full story we have no idea what exactly was done and if there really is a a deep vendetta by walker and his people towards uh the broke jock well here's the thing i I, I kind of want to bring up a conspiracy theory that i had watching this episode um so there was an a conversation between um jeremiah and he said that there are all the founding fathers are being picked off one by one and was that between jeremiah or was that alicia and jake well um no i I know jeremiah said yeah that they're being picked off one by one but do we think that somebody killed russell's wife in the last episode and made it look like do you think somebody from the walker group snuck into broke jaw and then because if they're setting fires 50 yards from the the front gate do we think that it's True. really far-fetched to think that somebody couldn't sneak onto the land in the middle of the night? I I believe that someone could sneak onto the land. However, I don't think that's what happened. There was okay. no evidence on her bot person, right. as we were watching at least, that she died of anything other than natural causes. And she was a very elderly lady. Yeah. So, just It was just a... It was just a little... I know. I mean, it would be, it would be very interesting. And obviously, like, things are to come. Uh, but... I, I honestly think that that was just kind of a, it was kind of just like a little nudge to mm-hmm. more quickly push Jeremiah over the edge. Right. Well, let's talk about that really quick, because these fires seem to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's these fires that were set all around Brokejaw. Oh, yeah, and I they're felt like surrounded. That was, it was like a really cool way to kind of, it reminded me of Lord of the Rings. I was just going to that. <laughs> it reminded me of Lord of the Rings when they were like lighting the towers uh, to signify war, but the... I mean, just that imagery of you literally seeing in the dark that you're surrounded is scary. Mm-hmm. And that's it was it was a, a scare tactic and B, it worked because people started eventually wanting to leave. Yes. Oh no, it was a very, very smart tactic. Um to instill fear and panic and disorder, which is what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Because if if they really are um like Jeremiah and Jake and Troy, they're all very, very certain that they're more prepared uh, with ammo, with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, they probably didn't really factor into the, like, the infected into it, which right. we'll also probably have to talk about. But, you know, um, they feel very certain that they're more prepared. Mm-hmm. And when you're a guerrilla warfare, when you're trying to gain back something against a larger scaled um, group group or army you're going to use fear you're going to use intimidation you're going to do everything you can you're going to go to those extremes mm-hmm. well I think Madison said it the best when she was like they don't want to hurt the land Mm-mm. and they don't want to essentially hurt hurt us they yeah. just want us to leave right. which brings us back to what you know Sylvia B said she doesn't think that Walker is a villain if he was a villain they would yeah, have probably taken broke job by storm they would have done something a little bit more aggressive than setting fires and trying to scare them you know right this is more of like a deep-seated um plan and yeah. it just kind of is like he's like wow now there's no governments i don't have to do this this terror like this like democratic way i can 
take what is mine. Yeah. Yeah. I th yeah. I think he. I don't think he's a villain. I think we're going to learn a lot more, and it's going to become more evident that the Clarks and and our crew are on the wrong side. Mm -hmm. However, I don't think at the same time there's a lot of very innocent people on this land. Uh, it's really the founding forefathers. So potentially, if you get rid of the founding forefathers. Yeah. Founding fathers. Yes. They're not dead. Well, they are dead now. I was like, now, wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. Um, that they would, uh, they would maybe potentially be up for conversation. Yes. Now, if that means that the autos have to leave completely, meaning Jake and um, Troy, Troy and Jeremiah. I, I mean, I assume Jeremiah would definitely have to leave. Right. I'm saying if the second generation... Uh, the ones who would inherit Brokejaw. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they're then having to leave, that would pose a problem, I would say. Um, I don't know that anybody would be willing to do that. Right. Or at least they wouldn't, and they're the ones in charge. So. Well, well, clearly there's differences of opinions in, in how to go about this, because Vernon, one of the founding fathers, wants to leave Brokejaw now, mm -hmm. and... That comes to a head because Jeremiah wants to sit and, you know, defend this land yeah. that they've that he's worked essentially, you know, very hard for. And Vernon, do we think Vernon was taking the coward's way out, like Jeremiah said, at the first sign of trouble and wanting to leave? Or do we think that it was a naive move because he essentially, Vernon doesn't really know what's out there like Madison did? Yeah, I think it's a naive move. I don't. I think maybe he knows a little bit more about what's to come mm -hmm. because everybody else seems to be standing fairly sturdy. Uh, you know, they're like, we are staying here. They're like, they're shaky. I mean, they look they're like they were getting, give, like, taking some supplies. Right, but I'm saying they're shaky, but they're not like, all right, we're bouncing. Right. Um, whereas Vernon is, and that mm -hmm. makes me, that makes me question whether or not he knows that Walker has more... Um, resources mm -hmm. than we know. Yes, that's if, as as Madison, or yeah, we'll say Madison because she is the leader of the Clarks. I I would be be questioning that motive. Yeah, and she was smart to get all that information from Gretchen. By the way, she was, and, and we'll talk. We will we will bit. talk about that. But I I just want to go into this this confrontation between you know when Vernon was leaving and then Jake and Troy have this kind of scuffle because. Like I said, everybody has an opinion at Brokejaw, and some people want to be civil about it. Some people obviously do not, Troy. Um, when Mike is trying to leave, I personally wanted Mike to stay only because he saw how Madison was out in the field. He saw her as a leader, and I felt like he could have been an asset to her when she was trying to take over Brokejaw in the future. Yes. Um, I think... It was quick judgment, but it was fear of protecting his family. I agree, Daniel. Um, I think he... I, I wanted him to say, but I also, I honestly thought Gretchen's storyline was going to last a lot longer yes. than Agreed. what it did. Agreed. Um, I was like, oh, cool. Alicia's going to have a girlfriend. That's awesome. Like, she needs someone else around her age that's yeah. not in a leadership position that can just kind of give her a little sense of normalcy. Yes. Um, but I... Yeah, I saw them going. It was... It was needed because you need to have that conflict. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, okay. So do we think... So they essentially leave. Madison and Jeremiah take it upon themselves to go out and find them after they find the horse. After the horse 
mysteriously comes back and finds its way back to the ranch. Um, Are you saying that's a weird thing? No, like no, because horses do, do okay. they okay. do know their trail. They do know where they Okay, you're just saying that yeah, they yeah. were like, why is the horse back? Yeah, they okay. were like, oh, and okay. I was like, oh, whose horse is that? At first, because I forgot that there was a, a trailer on the Me back too. of the trail. Me too, I was like, how? Was like, what the hell? Yeah, I was like, how do they get horses with them? Yeah, so I remember that there were horses with them. Um and then they find, obviously, that the entire Vernon family is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, did we see that coming? And what was your initial thoughts on it? Did you think it was... Did your did your mind immediately go to Walker? Um, yeah, obviously. Yeah. It, it did. It was Walker first. And then it... I And I honestly didn't even think about Troy. Me neither. Was not on my radar nope. until they were like, he thinks it's Troy. Yeah. And then I... I, I I was a little shocked because I was like, well, no, wasn't he with Madison? Like, they were, like, talking in the <laughs> gun room. And, like, he had, like, a rousing speech with the yeah. militia. So, well, how, when did he do that? Because <laughs> so, he didn't get very far. They didn't get very far. No. No. Not at Which all. Which is why I'm confused as to how. The timeline was, I felt, a little wonky. Because, yes, he was. He did have this amazing speech. Um, which, once again, just made me warm up to him a little bit more in this episode. Because he lo- he was really showing point. leadership. It's yeah. the point. They want us to have I a know. sense of, like, he's a normal person. And then he does something crazy. Crazy. I, and then, but I was like, how did he even catch up? When, did anybody see him leave? There's a sentry. Does he have, like, a motorcycle that he's real fast on? Like, I don't understand. I was, it was weird. And then this confession that he makes to Madison in the end, A, I love their relationship, and we'll talk about all the little mini relationships in a second, but Mm -hmm. he essentially confesses to her. But I love how Madison, I feel like it's all a chess game in Fear the Walking Dead. Everybody has to think like two steps ahead. Like Madison's sitting here going to Nick, if he even did do it, nobody's going to believe us. Yeah. So we have to make it. We mm-hmm. have to think of our end game yep. and say, hey, it was Walker and his people just so we can get what we want, which is the land, to stay on the land. Yeah. But I just, when he confessed to her, I was like, this guy is crazy. And I feel like it only makes him even more of a sociopath because, like he said, he knew Mike since, like, high school. They were friends. And, yes, he didn't. He says he didn't go there for it to turn into a fight. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, how do you, there's one thing from going to throwing punches to, like shooting your enti- their entire family. I feel like you you don't just... Why wouldn't he just shoot Mike and not the entire family? Or maybe because he would be worried that the Vernon family would go back and tell them uh, what he did. That would be exactly... I would. That would be his... Yeah. It's covering up. Yeah. Um, uh, AJYT Abbott, I agree Troy can't just keep killing off people, and Jake is the logical leader. However, um, Madison is posing Troy to be the one that people choose because Troy is more there he's actually actively doing things whereas Jake seems to just talk and he's never physically active um sorry I'm just gonna go ahead and read a couple of these comments and Daniel yes I thought it would be a twist I I didn't think Jake I did not think Jake either no that would have been crazy no that would have been insane but they did do a little foreshadowing with him practicing the rifle and then when they zoomed in on the he's not as innocent as he appears to be he just needs the other thing with Jake is that we're not sure that he's willing to do the violent act to achieve the ends which as much as we're we all, I would say, probably agree yeah. that's not how to achieve the ends, but it is a post-apocalyptic world in which you might have to. Um, and I want to shout out AJTV, AJVT uh, Abbott by saying Gretchen was innocent. And Gretchen's death actually really hit me a little harder than I expected because well, I was... Madison, too. Well, yeah, 
But it, just me on a personal level watching, I liked Gretchen. I mm-hmm. was growing to like Gretchen. You, you she did. Was, you liked Yeah, her. I did. I thought, like, yeah. you know, and I should just assume that fear is going to kill the people that I like the most. But I thought, like you said in the beginning. Don't have favorites. I know. Um, that her storyline was gonna add, like, was gonna last a little longer than it did. Yes, me too. Um, again, but did it, you think that she was gonna she was gonna be the one who survived, or did, she, did you immediately? So think here's the deal: when I still thought it was the Native Americans, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, they kidnapped Gretchen. They're gonna <laughs> use her as like these things." And then he's walking around, and I was like, "Nope, there's something eating the horse. It's gonna be Gretchen. <laughs> it's totally her." And it was. Um, but yes, I thought there was a sliver of hope in my heart that she would not yeah. be one of them yeah. because they were listing them all off they were like oh uh, here's Mike and here's Vernon and the wife yeah. and she wasn't being listed right. and I was like <sighs> but yeah um, nope okay anyway how do you think that's going to affect Alicia because that was essentially her first girlfriend friend slash friend outside of you know the group that she came here with uh like, you know, the first person to, you know, essentially... Well, here's the thing. She doesn't know that Walker and his people didn't kill... That's true. Uh, ...the group. Yeah. The Vernon right. group. Um, so, I think as much... It's, I don't think it's going to hit her as hard as we maybe, like, would think, oh, it's her friend. She's in there. Because Alicia knows. You know, she's been out in that world. She's yeah. seen people die. She's had Ophelia leave, who was right. her sort of, like, friend. Yeah. Um, and... She she understands the state of the world and now as and I can we get to that Alicia Madison moment Please, because yes. okay um, Madison asks her do you like him and she's like uh, he's important to us and I like him just in that order doesn't matter um, she obviously does have feelings for him mm-hmm. because she is trying to stop him he she went after him we saw her packing it her bag like I'm going like I have the map I'm gonna yeah. follow you. Um, I do love this moment between Alicia and Madison because uh, it's it's a mom and daughter moment that we again we're getting to see more of those in this season, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we were severely deprived of that the first two seasons, mm-hmm. and it's more of a normal now that we're in this more normal. I'm using air quotes. Normal. Air quotes. Uh, as normal as world, get. <laughs> uh, we're getting to see. The like the nurture, nurturing mother that Madison is. is. The moment just piggybacking on that, the mm-hmm. moment that I loved the most was when Madison initially came back and they were taking her shoes off. Yeah, and they, they sat were her down. Care of her. I thought that that was a an amazing moment between the three of them mm-hmm. because if we think about it, her and Nick really haven't had a heart to heart since they were on the boat together. Right. Um, and her and Alicia have been always been pretty close, but the three of them together. Yeah, see, I don't think they were always close. I think last season there was... Her and Alicia? A, I think Madison and Alicia sort of had a divide last season. Um, because Madison, or Alicia was like, I'm here. Right. And Madison was like, where's Nick? Mm, you know? Yeah. So I think that Alicia, once again, last season, uh, felt probably very much, like, overlooked. Yeah. Um, which is why I love that we're having all these moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that we have Nick telling Madison, listen, I don't like it. I wish you would have told me before yes. you did it, but mm-hmm. I would have had your back. Yep. Like, I'm having your back now. Mm-hmm. Because this core three are becoming stronger and stronger. Yes. And they're covering all their bases at this ranch right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, they can't cover the Walker side because 
It's they a, don't really know anything about. They don't. They don't have anybody over there. Potentially, right. Ophelia is over there. We still haven't. <laughs> we seen still her. haven't seen her. <laughs> we need to have uh, some missing posters just posted up, <laughs> just you guys. Like, up uh, where's Ophelia? Um, no, but they're covering their bases. Alicia <laughs> has Jake. Madison has Troy, and Nick is in Jeremiah's good favors. Yes. So they're they've spread out, and it it is chess. Yeah. And they're surrounded by them. Yep. And they're surrounded by the lockers. Which is exactly why I wanted... And they're a bullseye. And they were shooting guns. Exactly. hitting bullseyes. I don't know. I'm just that going was, no, all I, the way I'm off. all about it. Which is... I'm glad that you brought up these little relationships and the fact that they are surrounded. Because there are so many relationships that are forming. Mm-hmm. Um, take, for example, Jeremiah and Nick. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that that relationship would have developed into anything deeper than, you know, just a guy who was, you know, mm-hmm. r- running the place that they were staying. Right. And yet it's come down to Jeremiah has an addiction problem. Nick has an addiction problem. Nick Nick, uh, potentially, in my opinion, after this episode, season is more of like a father figure. What? I just was trying to put it together, and I was thinking, um, <laughs> Nick and Jeremiah get together because Nick always wears old clothes, like old people's clothes. <laughs> like season one, he was wearing old people's clothes. I feel like Jeremiah has a better fashion sense than Nick does. Just, <laughs> just saying, saying, he's got the cowboy like, hat. It looks cool. Like, essentially, um, Madison is this... Okay, they've literally run into the core group from the beginning... They've now met their like their like alternate universe. Oh, that's of each other. Okay, so Jeremiah is like so Jeremiah and Nick are like the partnered up. So who's the Madison? Who's ad- Madison partnered up with? The crazy one, because we all know <laughs> that Madison has just as much like uh, in I don't want to say insanity, but she has something. She has a really dark past. But we yeah. don't know what it is. Uh, we did hear that she had considered killing her own father at some point. Yes, um, and I don't think that was just a manipulation tool for um, Troy but I think that they have a lot more I keep saying this but I think that Troy and Madison have a lot more in common than we think yes Um, I agree and so yeah no and just going back to Jeremiah and Nick's just budding relationship um Jeremiah relapsed in this episode and I was I just want to touch on that because that's a really pivotal moment because not only is does that show that the stress of this entire situation is getting to him? Mm-hmm. Um, but we know how Jeremiah is when he drinks. He becomes violent. And this right. is why he stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. So do we think because he's relapsed that that's going to be an ongoing problem throughout the season now? And that Jake or Troy or even Madison are going to have to take it into their own hands to stop him? Um, potentially. Hmm. I, I think that... I don't know. I didn't really think about that. I, I, I just kind of assumed that it was a one-night thing. Yeah. Um, that it, the stress got to him. He'd lost his friends. He had a friend leave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, that it was just... It was a crack. And people do relapse. They do have faulty nights. Mm-hmm. And I think that Nick is going to be there for him. And so I don't think so. But that's a really good point. And it definitely could become a problem yeah. later down the line. I agree. Um, I want to talk about Madison and Troy really quick because you touched yes, up on it to um, a little bit. Them. I feel like there is this feud that will happen in the future with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about it in predictions because there is Madison who wants to be a leader, Troy who wants to be a leader, Madison doing it a little bit more under the radar, Troy being like, no, I want to run this place. Um, who do you essentially side with? Because they did Between make... Troy and Madison? Yes. Madison. And, but see, before you say that, before you say that, mm-hmm. I just want to point out that 
they did touch on the fact that the people at Brokejaw are libertarians. They did point this out in the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode. They don't like being led. Right. They don't mm-hmm. like being led. So don't you think that Madison working through Troy and maybe pulling his strings would be the better option? Like, essentially, Troy would be running it, but Madison would be pulling his strings. Right. Well, that's still Madison in charge. I still think that. But yeah, but, <laughs> but Troy would be like the face of it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I think earlier on, Jake had said people look to whoever they feel are worth looking to. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as someone steps up and becomes, if that's Troy and Madison yeah. can pull those strings, great. If it's Jake and Alicia can pull those strings, great. Like, you know, I, as long, yeah, as, long as my clerks are safe. <laughs> as long as my, <laughs> but I think that you touched up on something really important earlier when you said that Madison definitely identifies with Troy um, mm-hmm. in this Yes, Madison's not as sociopathic as Troy is, um, but Troy definitely has these moments, and I'll, I'll say it again because this episode really turned me on to his to his, just his character because I I didn't expect me to like him, and I do after this, even it- after he's did all that stuff to Vernon's family. Mm-hmm. I don't think Troy can be in charge because he is a soldier. He will like he's one of those like hard to control ones mm-hmm. but really good at what he does yeah so he needs somebody and this is we're going to come back to the fact that he does say yes ma'am yes yes to madison yeah he's falling in line mm-hmm. slowly but surely he is falling in line and he he is a soldier yeah he's someone who would thrive in the u.s military yeah but not in normal society this isn't really normal society anymore though. no it's not um but he still needs somebody who's uh, and more power than he is. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about that last moment then because I felt like that was a, a turning point in their relationship in general because that shows that he is growing a respect for her mm-hmm. um, and she is learning how to get to him, like get mm-hmm. inside of his head because yeah. he openly confesses to her and I don't think that he would have done that to anybody. No. No. Uh, Madison is definitely... She's become sort of his go-to mm-hmm. therapist type yeah. person. Um and he, she's built enough trust in him, certainly, yeah. for him to admit to something as dangerous yeah. as that. Yeah. Then again, we have no idea if Troy is actually good at keeping secrets or not. I think that's the secret that he would have kept. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But that brings us into predictions um, because we want to know what you guys think. But I know we've dropped a little clues here and there throughout yeah. the episode. Um, but yes, let's go into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. <laughs> let's start with you first. What, do you, what, do you, what are your initial predictions after this episode and seeing all of these little relationships develop? Um, I... I think that Madison will be able to manipulate Troy. Mm-hmm. I've already sort of said a lot of these. Um, I believe... I feel like we should talk about the trailer, though, real fast. Yeah. Just because that's pretty pr- pivotal in our predictions. Um, we see Alicia and uh, Jake talking to Walker. and mm-hmm. He's very adamant, give us the land. Yes. Um, I have no idea what Jake is trying to do if he's trying to be like, let's share the land. Or if he's like, we'll give you this shit. Mm-hmm. Leave us alone. Yeah. Um, but I think I don't think they're going to succeed in the sharing of the land if that is the plan they're mm-hmm. going with. Uh, we see Alicia uh, telling Madison we're on the wrong side of this. Yeah. 
So obviously there is a innate moral standing that Alicia still feels connected to. Yeah. Um, and Madison saying, um, <laughs> what did she say? Uh, that there's, it doesn't matter that we need this land. Yes. Basically. Uh, Daniel says it looked like Jake had been captured in the preview. I agree. Um, I, <laughs> I think... I don't know what I think. Well, I, so just based on that, Madison and Alicia, I feel like are going to have... This is one of my predictions. Um, they're going to have a blowout. They're going to have a total blowout when Alicia mm-hmm. finds out that Madison was covering up for Troy. Oh, especially yeah. after everything that's happened with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we will see Luciana again because there was that really great moment when they when Madison saw that Luciana was gone and Troy said she went to Mexicali to find her people. I think that we are going to see her again. I don't know when we're going to see Ophelia. I'm going to stop predicting that we're going to see Ophelia because I'm always wrong. That we'll it's going to be the episode, last episode, two episode, minutes episode, of the episode. mid-season finale, Seriously, you guys. Which, and then we're going to have like a week or, so, or a month or something. Yes. A week. Which, by the way, the two-hour mid-season finale is which next week. Daniel did remind us of. Thank, Thank you, you, Daniel. Um, which we're really excited about because that preview, it looks like the war between Brokejaw and the Native Americans. There's going to be so much happening. There's going to be so much. Yeah. And if, in fact, if Ophelia is being held captive mm-hmm. or whatever by Walker and his his well, I group, I don't think she's captive. Uh, well, captive or or just with them, then we're uh, we have to see her next episode, right? Uh, or well, it is a two hour season finale or mid season premiere or finale. Wow. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm thinking in the during the second episode at the yeah. very end we'll see her. Yeah. Well, that's um, our yeah. Those are those are our predictions. If you guys um, have predictions? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, and you know that brings us to our shoutouts because of a lot of people after our videos, they leave us these comments um, on our YouTube chats, um, and we just want to shout them out. Go ahead, Natalie. Yeah. Okay, we have Catgat um, <laughs> uh, H. I don't know if I spelled said that right. <laughs> Madison should tread lightly around Troy. He, I feel, is a dangerous one. Dangerous human. He finds killing amusing. I think Troy, like think Troy and Lizzie from Walking Dead, so, uh, psychopaths. Watch out, Madison. Mm. We also agree. Agreed. Um, we have Darth Darth Wint who says, "Fear the Walking Dead is kicking arse this season," <laughs> which we also agree. That yes. first episode came up and we were like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, this episode um, is a lot better than the two previous episode, uh, uh, seasons. And uh, we've got, um, hold on, sorry, there's a lot going on here. Um, uh, Erica B said, I think Madison wasn't angry about Alicia's night of partying because she was probably somewhat glad her daughter got to participate in basically normal stuff. I'm paraphrasing it, it's quite a long one. Um, uh, where did that last one go? Some, oh yeah. Duper Super 1938. Wow, what a predictor you are. Because he says, I got the impression Walker is the reason Jake went to law school. He Mm. said he studied law and real estate to help the ranch, presumably to help them in a legal dispute over the land, which I did not put together. I did not put that together. So, like, good for you. See, this is why we love our viewers. because, And we find out that in this episode, Walker was a tribal lawyer. Mm -hmm. So if they did come to a head in court at some Mm -hmm. point... um, that I mean that would be interesting just to to hear um, more of that um, come about because it's like maybe even flashbacks to a courtroom. I know that Fear the Walking Dead never does flashbacks. I just think it'd be yeah. cool in my mind um, for them to do a flashback of them in the court trying to settle about this land. Yes. If that's the entire premise of this entire season is the battle of the land. Yeah. 
Um, I I don't think a flashback will be needed. I think just mm. a sit down, like that, accuse, yeah. accuse, yep. accuse, will be. And e speaking enough. in lawyer language, <laughs> you yeah, know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> speaking okay. in lawyer language, really, really smart people, lawyer language. Um, and. We need to thank our, our sponsors because we do this show for free yeah. for you guys because we love talking about it so much, but we do have to pay to keep the lights on for our cameras, yeah. for our mics, for everything um, in between. So today we have Me Undies. <laughs> me Undies. And you guys, I love Me Undies. <laughs> I get them every month. Do you really? I do for real. I'm wearing a pair right now. I might have to subscribe to Me Undies because I could always use a new pair of undies. If you do, you're going to get 20% off your first pair plus free shipping at meetundies.com slash buzz. Uh, they have new patterns every month and this month's pattern was designed by the legendary 80s clothing brand Cross Colors with names that live up to their bold design and bright colors. Increase the piece, ya dig, and the OG. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's Honestly, you guys, I love this. They send you underwear every month. Um, they have a new design every month that always sells out. Uh, last last month, they had a specific one for Pride. It oh, was cool. basically like rainbow-colored confetti um, underwear. It was adorable. I am currently one wearing some that say, Have a nice day. Um, <laughs> they have dinosaur ones. I can't tell you how much I love these underwear. That's a, how much adorable. do you pay? Do you pay a month? Or uh, yeah, it's a monthly monthly thing. That's awesome. That's but again, really cool. you guys can get 20% off your first pair plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash buzz. That's MeUndies.com slash buzz. Awesome. Not only do we have to thank them, but we also have to shout out Daniel Ricks, Sylvia B. And, oh gosh, I can't remember your name right now because the live chat. Oh, wait, uh, AJVT Abbott um, for being in our chat tonight because um, you guys did some really awesome predictions, yes. really awesome shout outs. Um, so thank you guys for that. The two week, the two hour of mid season finale is next week. I can't believe it's come so fast. Uh, me either. <laughs> it's been a whirlwind. It ha yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, this. Yeah, this entire summer. Has what do you? Been what do you? What are you hoping crazy. to see? Are we? Um, I'm really excited to see Ophelia. <laughs> just, <laughs> off, just off the bat, Ophelia. But I am really excited to see because I don't exactly know where I stand right now on who, like I said in the beginning of the episode, is the villain, whether it be. Walker or mm -hmm. Jeremiah. I don't necessarily who I side with right now. Do you think we're going to catch up with Strand and Daniel before or during the mid-season? Well, it's a two-hour season finale, so I hope they come up at some point. Right. You okay. know what I mean? I was just wondering. Yeah, just what about you? What, what do you, you what do you what are your I don't hopes? think we're going to see him. No? No, I don't think we're going to see him. I think it's going to deal with the Broke Jaw crew. Okay. And this conflict the entire time. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's pretty much it. Where can they find you? You can find me at, at Natalie Dyer, N-A-T-A-L-E-E-D-Y-E-R, on all social media platforms. That's Twitter, Instagram. My Snapchat may be something different, <laughs> but you can find me there. Awesome. And once again, I am Timothy Michael. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Timothy Mike. Thank you guys for joining us yeah. for this Red Dirt episode, season, si uh, season three, episode six. And we will see you guys for the mid-season finale yes. next week. Happy 4th of July, you guys. Happy 4th of July! <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.